I'm Danny Kelly, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. And from now until the draft, we are turning our feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show to talk all things draft with me, Danny Heifetz, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. Check us out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and search the Ringer NFL Draft Show. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store. Like now, go. Welcome back. It is a Thursday edition of East Coast Bias. The All-Star break is over. This feels like the slowest week of my life. But here we are, Raheem Palmer in the house. Joe House joins us. House, we've gotten a little February recharge. Ready for the second half. Ready for the month of March. How are you, boys? What's happening? I'm I'm feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I, I'll confess, I even watched a little college basketball this week, JJ. That a boy, I mean, that a boy. You're gonna be ready. You're gonna be the ready. This is right That's around the corner. Yep, but you you, you're, you have some system plays for us. So I started paying attention a little bit. Now's about the time, right? We're about a week out from the onset of March. The conference uh, tar- tournaments will be right around the corner, and it's a good time also to take stock of where we're at with the NBA, which I know all of us did this past week. Raheem, looking fresh. How are you, baby? Yeah, I, I've I found myself watching some college basketball as well. Um, and last night was, I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, you saw Brandon Miller. I mean, way to perform under pressure, forty-one points in the game winner. I mean, it's very reminiscent of Kobe coming back from trial. So, um, I might be watching a little bit more college basketball because, I mean, I like what I saw last night. Well, and you got to wonder with Brandon Miller. I'm glad that you brought that up. As, as brilliant as he was, let, let's be real. At any yeah. moment, we could be talking about this guy being done from the Alabama program and Oates had to walk it back and had to apologize. Terrible look out of that program across the board. House, I don't know if you were getting involved with any futures. I do not have any futures with Alabama, even though they're a loaded team. My advice to everybody out there, I would stay clear with everything going on with that situation, dude. That's a no for me. You know, it's funny that you mention it. Back in the fall... 
I watched Alabama in one of the those. I, did they go to Hawaii? They played in one of those, one of those abroad tournaments. Yeah, for sure. And 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 I I saw that I saw Miller and I was like, whoa, hey, this is my kind of team. This is a team that's built for the thing. And I'll go back and look at my card. I might have thrown down like a quarter of a unit on them at that time, you know, because they they really had not caught the nation's conscience in terms of the the uh, uh, the nation's consciousness in terms of of the quality of of that of the program, but now in view of, of the situation and, you know, who I, there's a diametric opposite in terms of the telling of his involvement and what the story is between what his own lawyers published and what that news story reported. So somewhere in between those two sets of competing facts, we will have something that looks like a narrative, but I agree that the right way to play that team is to stay away. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's a very tragic situation and you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I actually thought that he probably should have been sitting out. Um, but we just don't know the truth at this point. So, um, yeah, I think you got to try to stay away. Um, it's a really unfortunate situation. Raheem, you go back to last year. North Carolina was the team. I watched them yesterday, House. You mentioned college basketball. I was dumb enough to get involved with them on a future about two and a half weeks ago. I said, you know what? The number is too good. Anything can happen. It's the NCAA tournament. I'm watching Carolina against a team that's got two wins in the ACC, Notre Dame, and they're barely getting by Notre Dame. Boys, remember I said this. Carolina is cooked. Something is just off with that team. I know they brought everybody back with the exception of Manic. You would think experience. They were a top five pick preseason. They'd be a team that everybody likes. Raheem, that future, I might as well go and flush it down the toilet, dude. There, there's something off. I don't know if it's R.J. Davis and Caleb Love. Whatever the case may be, don't. I'm telling everybody now. That means you, House. That means you, Raheem. Don't get in on the Tar Heels. Don't make the mistake I did. I don't care how juicy that number looks. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean... I. Me and House aren't the big college basketball guys, but, you know, I have been paying a little bit of attention to UNC recently. I saw their loss to NC State where they completely collapsed down the stretch. I saw them get dominated by Miami, saw them get dominated by Clemson. This is not a good basketball team at all. Um, I wish I could add a little bit more insight. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm plenty of insight. Ba- that's all the insight you got to <laughs> add. Nobody, Raheem, nobody's asking you to break down the eighth of the ninth man on Carolina. I'm just telling you, don't. House. Don't bet them as a future. Please listen to me on that. Don't do they, it. They are an NIT. Like, I think it's pretty clear that they're an NIT team. They're not, they're not even going to make the big dance at this point. Man, that's see, that that's the only thing that's mildly interesting. And I'll look for odds as we approach for that. How can the the, the committee leave them out, right? After what they did last season, it would be uh, very, very, very hard to 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 leave them out, to exclude them. Just because of the cachet and the and the and the TV eyeballs that they generate, and even that very first game of the tournament, it would probably be a tough, tough matchup for them. Like the committee would let them in, and then and then make them prove themselves. I think like that. That's how you get Thursday eyeballs. I mean, Thursday and Friday are already the great days for the tournament that they are. They speak for themselves. But you want some of those like really rich matchups. So that would be one where. Um, you know, I might bet a future for them to make the tournament as it approaches. There's a way to like look at their what's left of their schedule and and then and the um, ACC tournament and maybe map it out that way. I might like play a tiny bit that way, but you're you all are, are absolutely right. There is something poisoned at the core of that entity, and and it's been uh, showing itself all season long. They don't have a quad one win. 
They got two opportunities to get one. They got Virginia and they have Duke at the end of the season. Um, and they're 100 to 1 right now. If you want to get involved, ladies and gentlemen, no. to win the NCAA tournament, 100 to 1. I have a number that's not as good as 100 to 1. And I could still tell you, I flush money down the toilet. So we'll be doing a lot more college basketball over the next couple of weeks. I'll have the guys betting system plays with me left and right. Like, that's my new thing now in the East Coast bias chat is I'm going to just keep peppering college basketball plays. And by the way, Raheem, before we get to Russell Westbrook and the Clippers, your Clippers, um, three and two on the picks I gave out on Friday with East Coast bias. I was, uh, I, I saw, I was waiting for like the Raheem blessing on these. You're like, nah, I'm just telling you, bro. That's it. I'm just riding. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, re I really wish I could have added more, but it was just like, I mean, I figured I'd just retweet them. I know a lot of people trail. So, um, three and two is not bad at all. I mean, you're in, you're in the green. So that's all that matters. Well, <laughs> I was dumb enough to take my alma mater Syracuse, which is one I wanted back like 10 or 15 minutes into the game, but be that as it may. All right, boys. All-Star Break NBA, your Clippers, Raheem, go and bring in Russell Westbrook. So Russell Westbrook tries to find a new home. He ends up staying in the same city. He will be playing in the same arena. Does this alter in any way your view of the Clippers for better, for worse, or is this a total net negative, total wash? <sighs> I don't like the move, but I can see the upside. Um, you know, on this roster, he's going to be surrounded by a ton of shooting. So he's going to be able to operate in this spread offense, a lot of space. Um, and, you know, the Clippers during the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George era, they've never really had a, a point guard who could, you know, spread the ball out and get it to everybody and get it to shooters. Um, the issue is, is that at some point, you know, they're going to sag off Russell and say, hey, shoot that mid-range jumper. Shoot those threes. And we all know Russell has the tendency to, to just, you know, jack up ill-advised shots. Um, there's going to be a point in time when it's going to be crunch time or there's going to be a key high-leverage situation and he's going to be taking shots away from Paul Jordan and Kawhi Leonard. Um, and who knows if he's going to take minutes off the bench from Norman Powell. So this move is very scary to me. And I think... I would not buy in on any Clippers futures at this point just because, I mean, Russell Westbrook, he's been one of the most detrimental players to, a, a, to an NBA team that I've seen in, a la in like my entire life. <laughs> wow. So I, I uh, agree with the idea that we need to just sort of sit tight and, and see how some of this chemistry plays out. I do think because of the trust relationship between Paul George and Russie, that there is like it's very different than the Lakers situation, right? That those guys mm -hmm. have uh, a little bit of success together. There was a kind of chemistry where it was evident right away with the Lakers that that chemistry experiment was going to be a failure, and that you know the only way for Russell to be successful in the context of the Lakers was was coming off the bench. So if you were a glass half full kind of guy. And a person with with some some Clippers, you know, if you want to be bullish on the Clippers, you would say you would point to the fact that there's that trust relationship, and that you know, the dynamic of Kawhi and Paul George as as leaders is different than the dynamic with with LeBron uh, a, as a leader. I mean, I'm 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 grasping a little bit here because the problem that you identified, Dream, is exactly the the challenge. He's going to find himself with twelve footers. And it's going to be up to him to use good judgment as to whether or not to shoot him in the context of the flow of the game. I think that's a great point. And basically to me with Westbrook, 
if he comes in and, you know, could spell some guys from time to time and play that supporting role and kind of stay out of the way in crunch time, there's a way you can sell me on the idea that he can help out the Los Angeles Clippers. But if we're talking about late game situations and house to your point, those 12 footers are there. And instead of making the right basketball play and finding a more efficient shooter, you got Russell Westbrook at the end of the games, yakking him up, yakking him up, yakking him up. That to me is where it ends up being problematic. So the Clippers are one of those teams, guys. I don't know if you guys saw this. Simmons, I think, sent it to our chat, and you're probably in on this house, so you probably know. The ringer boost that was on FanDuel, which included the two top teams in the Eastern Conference, the two top teams in the Western Conference. And I I believe, I know it was Boston and Milwaukee in the East. It was in the West, I want to say, was it Denver and Phoenix? Yes, right? It was Denver and Phoenix, I'm pretty sure. Who is the team that could crash the party? Who is the team that could screw up that boost that I got involved with? Because I bet it. I liked it. I'm all over it. Like, I was like, first off, Raheem, Golden State Warriors, if they get Curry back, or your Philadelphia 76ers, if Embiid is going to go and be a monster in the Eastern Conference. Who screws up that ringer boost? I'm going to ask you right now. Matter of fact, who who was the um, teams in it? I I don't remember who the ringer boost. All right, here it is. Any two of Celtics, Bucks, Suns, I got it right. And the Nuggets. I know I bet it. That's why I knew I had it in the window. I wanted to make sure I got the Suns right, not the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. But that should tell you how I feel about the Grizzlies. Anyway. So any two of Celtics, Bucks, and then the Suns. Suns, Nuggets. Suns, Nuggets. Suns, Nuggets. Or, or the um, Clippers. The, he included the Clippers in this. And the Clippers. Oh, that's right. The Clippers yeah, that's are why we were too. talking about it in the time context of the Clippers. Nice. So I any totally two. forgot they were in on this. So here's the thing about the Warriors. They're not they're not going to screw this up right now. I mean, when you look at the Warriors right now, they are ninth in the Western Conference at 29 and 29 and they have the second biggest home road differential in regards to winning percentage in the last 20 seasons. We're talking 22 and 7 versus 7 and 22. Um and they have 12 home games and 12 road games. And Steph Curry, we just don't know if they're going to be coming back. And they have a like if you look at their schedule, they have the longest remaining homestand, which is like five games over eight days. Um, but the fact that it's five games over eight days, I mean, that, that it puts them in a, in a bad situation. Um, I, I think there's a better chance of them missing the playoffs. I think I would take a shot on that, to be honest. But I think, you know, the odds on them missing the playoffs are, what are they? Um, you can... You can play Golden State to miss the playoffs at plus 245. So I would play that. So I don't think they're going to ruin it. Um, the Sixers could, I mean, but they have a really tough schedule down the stretch. So I think this the second half of the year is going to let us know what the Sixers really are. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about them. It's it's funny to me, Dream, that you started in the West with the Warriors. You skipped right over Memphis and you skipped right over Dallas. Neither one of those teams caught any airtime in your assessment of who who's going to mess up that this part. I agree that the the focus should be on the West mm-hmm. in terms of who's going to ruin this particular play because I, I we're all unanimous and there isn't any re- real reason other than you know I, I'm rooting for Philly um, to 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 show out. I think the Eastern Conference playoffs will be. Awesome if Philly is healthy and and playing at the top of its powers, and I'm going to be rooting for that. But Boston and Milwaukee, over the course of the entire season, have just put themselves in an entirely different class. Really, the the whole NBA. I mean, Denver is is sort of up there in some of the advanced metrics as well. But 
they're just in a whole nother league. So I, I like that aspect of it. But in the West, you started with Golden State. I, I uh, honestly, you know, am think it's the right call. I, I don't really want to make a case for why Memphis um, could could be a potential finalist because they didn't do anything to address their half court issues. Um, Luke Kennard is a nice player. He helps them for sure on, on the uh, perimeter, but you know, there's, there's still bottom five in the league in, 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 in half court offense. D- does he change that? I, I don't and really think House, so. You know, this better than anybody in the playoffs. You have to be able to execute in half court. If we you're going to win one of these yep. playoff series, when you're playing the same team and you know everything about their tendencies and what each other brings to the table, if you're not going to be able to execute half court offense, you are not you're not winning multiple playoff series to go and get to an NBA Finals. No shot. Well, that's exactly the reason why, and I think it was on this podcast. Maybe it was with Simmons. I I circled Dallas as a quiet sort of dark horse here because if there's any team in the whole gosh darn NBA that can play half court offense. They only play half court offense. They're, I think they're they're last in the league again in terms of like pace and transition offense and all the rest of it. They just they just run an offense that lets they wait for Luca to get up the court, and you know hopefully he's he's back in in full health. But to me, Dallas is like kind of maybe an outlier here. Now, obviously, I know what I'm saying when it comes to Dallas and Kyrie. I, it was this this show a week ago. Because somebody got on there, even after I disclaimed and get and offered up all the caveats about look what uh, all I'm saying is that Dallas is interesting from an odds perspective. I am not saying please go invest your hard-earned money on Kyrie Irving, but to me, out of those teams, Dallas has more potential to kind of enter that party than 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 anybody else. I'm I'm definitely out on on Golden State, and and I you guys know because I sent it to us uh, to to the chat. Two weeks ago, they just—they're just snake bit this season. That's all. I mean, the yeah, Gary Payton situation—the Gary Payton situation is brutal. No, you're not wrong. It, it, you know what it is, though, guys. And I'm not betting the Warriors at all. Uh, I'm not a believer in this Warrior team at all. But if you're asking me right now, if there's a team that's capable of flipping the switch and change it, like out of any of these teams that we are mentioning that could crash the party, to me, it's Golden State or Philadelphia. Like, that's just the way I look at it. Because I see Curry there, and, and you tell me, hey, it's Curry. All right, fine. Like, he scares the crap out of me. And your boy Embiid scares the crap out of me. Because, like, Raheem, I don't think the Sixers are getting to an NBA Finals. But you want to tell me that man plays like a man possessed and he goes and dominates the Eastern Conference playoffs? I'm not going to be shocked. I, I'll say this about the Sixers. The Sixers, to me, I think they're live to beat anybody except for Boston. That's the only team in the East they can't beat. And I think they would probably be, you know, either a short underdog or a short favorite against the Bucs, depending on who has home court. And I think that's a series that they could potentially have a real chance of winning. So as long as they don't play the Celtics, I think they have a real shot at, you know, making the NBA Finals. Um, I mean, we all know that at this point, the script writers are <laughs> are sharing scripts between the MLB and the NFL, um, having my Philadelphia teams lose in the finals. So um, one thing I will say um, about the Golden State Warriors, if you look historically, since 1976, there's only been three teams that have won the title after having a regular season defensive rating that ranked out of the top 10. Um, that's the 2018 Warriors, the 01 Lakers, and the 95 Rockets. And when you look at those teams, those are two teams that flipped the, the switch. Um, 
Um, and I'm not sure the Golden State Warriors are capable of doing that this year. This is an older roster mixed with a lot of younger guys. I mean, they're 20th in defensive rating. Um, I don't see how that really changes, honestly. It's it's precisely why it's such a bummer that Gary Payton II is, is messed up because that was their moonshot, right? To bring back that that defensive nucleus, that defensive identity that that really propelled them on the run from last playoffs. And and I I I was willing to believe in it. You know, when they made the move, like, oh damn, okay. You know, you could have just re-signed him last summer and had him on the team all year. Okay, but that's I understand. I got it. I got it. You didn't want to, you couldn't do that for whatever reason. So you're going to acquire him now. And that Andrew Wiggins, Gary Payton, uh, the sec, I mean, that then now you're you're sort of Draymond at, at that uh sort of middle linebacker position. Now you're starting to to reconstitute something uh that's interesting and it, it, he can't play. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's gonna be able to play. He's definitely out until at least the playoffs, it seems, from the reports. So I just think they're snake bit. Boys, FanDuel has given us a gift. I'll tell you what that is. That's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boys, a gift. We get to rewrite win totals. FanDuel's great about this. They give you these like live post-All-Star break win totals. So as you're listening to East Coast Bias right now here on this Thursday, you got to fire quickly because the minute these games start, they're coming off the board. So Raheem, you brought a bunch of these to my attention. Like Simmons brought them up in a text. I see them now. I'm having a ton of fun with them. Uh, what stood out to you, if any, from these adjusted uh, NBA win totals for this year? I think the first one that stood out to me is um, Memphis under 49 and a half wins. Um, when you look at, they've really been struggling without Steven Adams. I mean, I already have the Memphis Grizzlies under 51 that we gave out earlier this year. So it did make me happy to see the fact that, you know, they're down to 49 on adjusted win total. But I think the biggest thing that, that really stands out is that you could fade some of these tanking teams. I mean, some of these teams are going to be tanking for Wimba. Um, so you look at the San Antonio Spurs, I think they're under 20 and a half. Um, 
I think that's a good one. You look at the, the Utah Jazz. I think they're under 39 and a half. I think you can look at those. Um, these are teams that are, aren't trying to win down the stretch. So um, you, I think you, you, can bet, you can safely fade those teams. I got one, guys. I'm fired up about this one because it happens to be a team that is near and dear to my heart that I think is trending in the right direction. The New York Knickerbockers with the addition of big bad Josh Hart with Jalen Brunson playing out of his mind with the idea that, you know, they care about the regular season. That's the that's the hallmark. That's the staple of a Tom Thibodeau team. I, I saw the Knicks guys only got a lay minus 124 over 43 and a half wins. How's they're cashing over 43 and a half wins. Not a down. I know their schedule gets a little tricky in the month of March there. They're playing that West Coast trip because you got the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. Knicks are winning more than 43 games this year, dude. I don't, I don't think there's any question. Well, that you're asking them to go 500 over the rest of the schedule because they're at 33 and 27 right now. That's 60 games into the schedule. That leaves 22 left. So do you think that they're going to be a 500 team over the balance of the uh, of the, the schedule? That cashes the ticket. That's, I do. That's, that cashes the ticket, right? I do. Yeah, I like. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm interested. I like that as well. And the reason I like it is because there is this uh, battle royale going on in the mid middle of, of the Eastern Conference between the Heat, the Knicks, and the Nets. Uh, two of those three teams can be in the top six and not have to play in the play-in. One of those teams is going to drop down and have to play in the play-in, and they're all like right on top of each other. Brooklyn has a tiny bit of an advantage, um, but, you know, all three of those teams absolutely uh, positively, I believe, will be incented to not mess around with the play-in in any way, shape, or, or, or form. If I had to wager on which of the three teams will drop out, it's just, it's the Nets, but I really respect the Nets. I think that they've done an awesome job, notwithstanding, you know, the the fact that they ended up with all of these wings post-trade deadline. They're actually kind of live to me with the current composition. And what we saw out of Mikhail Bridges right before the deadline, like, okay, like that that's a that's interesting. They you have my attention. Maybe they're just gonna go freewheel it and play um, you know, balls to the wall. They have nothing to lose. And, and go ahead and grab that that a nice uh, mid-tier playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I I like the Knicks. I I really do like the Knicks. I, I think that's a that's a great over. Um, and you look at the fact that they added Josh Hart, and for whatever reason, it feels like they unlocked that Nova combination with Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson. Um, I think they have 22 games left. Um, and they only need to go 11 and 11 to hit their updated win total of over 43 and a half. Um, so I think they'll be able to do that. So I like that one. When it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, I can see, I mean, this team is a playoff team. I mean, they're one of the deepest teams in the league. The only thing they're missing is stars, which they just had. But I mean, you look at that team, they're stacked with wings. Um, Cam Thomas is coming off the bench playing tremendously. I think the team that's probably going to drop out is, to be honest with you, it looks like it could be Atlanta. Um, I mean, what's going on with that situation with, you know, Trey Young? And, I mean, he he appears to be a coach killer at this point. But it just fired um, McMillan, 100%. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, that could work out in their benefit because, you know, the Atlanta Hawks have one of the worst shot profiles in the league under Nate. I mean, they don't take a ton of threes. I mean, they're they're like a, a 2009 NBA team. Um but I just I just think that the way that team is playing, um, if I had to 
pick a team to, to, to fall out of it, it's probably them. Um, maybe I would go under on their win total, but I don't have anything strong on it. To be so they're 41 and a half right now. 41 and a half is the adjusted total for the Atlanta Hawks, who currently preside at 29 and 30 on the year. House, that's a sharp total, dude. That's basically you bet you're banking on, hey, do they get a bump from the McMillan firing or do they tank because of the McMillan firing? That's the question. I I have no idea. I mean, it, 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 this Atlanta team has been confounding all season long for whatever reason. They just refuse to play defense. Um, it, it is. Uh, uh, it seemed like Nate McMillan convinced Trey Young um, to play team defense for a little while there. They went on their tear two seasons ago and, and that that's been it. And, and, you know, I, I wonder if Nate McMillan, whether it was a firing or it was a quiet resignation, he quiet quit. He's like, Hey, I've had enough. I don't need to put up with this bullshit anymore. These guys, this is not a serious team. I don't need to, to hang around and, and take orders from this um, little dude who doesn't want to play uh, team basketball anymore. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to roll. Um, it is interesting. You know, it seems like the, the, the 10 teams in the East, you know, the seven through 10 for the play-in are pretty well set. I, there's the possibility, I guess there's a possibility that um, the teams outside looking in are the Bulls and the Pacers. The Bulls have been on a six game losing streak and just shut down, shut down Lonzo Ball, who we haven't seen once this whole season in anything other than street clothes. And the Pacers, you know, went on a tremendous losing streak while Tyrese Halliburton was out. And I don't know if it makes sense for them they're, they're one of the teams on my my candidate list to, you know, potentially fade down the stretch. Uh, so if, if, if the 10 teams are are the the Hawks, Wizards, Raptors, and then one of the, the I think the Heat are going to um, jump up into this, the sixth spot. Um, that means the Nets and the Knicks are dueling it out to, to, to you know, tr- try and, and, and hold on there and not have to play in the play-in. Um, I, I, I think Atlanta is in position to make it to the play-in and then lose. I want to throw two at you, Haas. They're in the Western Conference. One of these teams we absolutely adored preseason. Kind of soured on them. The other team, you keep waiting for them to click. Your thoughts on Minnesota over under 40 and a half wins. New Orleans, your beloved New Orleans Pelicans, 42 and a half. Your thoughts, sir? Oh, man. Um, you sound like I, a jilted lover. I can well, tell. Well, just in the sense, I, I bet on the Timberwolves under this year. Um, and so I, I'm content. I don't need to have any more exposure to You're the Timberwolves. You're looking good there. I was going to say, what you got, like 46, 45? It was, yeah, it was high. It was up in the 47 range. Maybe all the way bumping up to potentially 48 because the market was so uh, buoyed by the idea of, of Gobert. Uh, the Pelicans broke my heart. Uh, I, I had them, and and they were really looking pretty to hit their forty five. You had to get to forty five wins to 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 catch the over on that one, and I loaded up on that. I thought they were built the the, the playoff run they they went on last year, and it it just comes down to the the injury conundrum with Zion. So I don't really want to. I I don't know. Do I want to chase an over with the Pelicans? What'd you say it was? Forty one and a half, forty two. Yeah. Yuck. I don't know if I want to chase that. But they have the time. Mean, 42 and a half to be 42 exact. And 42 and a half. And a half. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know if that, that helps me. I think I want to play individual games 
um, to to hedge off of the losers that I'm confronted with in terms of the 45 win total that they're not going to get to, I don't think. Uh, but Minnesota has been I- interesting. You know, it looks like they're kind of rounding into form with a little bit of uh, health. Carl uh, Anthony Towns' return is like sort of coming into view. You see him out practicing a little bit. Um, and, you know, they're, they're having, they're going to get the version of the team now with, uh, D Russell D'Lo on the, uh, Lakers. This is, this is now an Anthony Edwards show and he, he's turned out a little bit, uh, pre all-star break. So the Timberwolves could be interesting. What's that number again? 40 and a half. 40 and a half. That's yes. low, dude. That's yeah. So low. I, I, I started this off by saying I'm content with, with <laughs> living with the under that I'm already going to collect, but. Maybe I take a little over exposure there too. Try and double down. Raheem, I kind of like Minnesota over 40 and a half. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. I think the only thing that's, you know, if there's one thing that brings me pause about this is that, you know, they have the the most roll heavy schedule in the league. They're thir- they have 13 of their 21 games on the road. And it's also a, a ton of games against the East with 10 of their 21 games against the road, including a stretch of eight straight. Um, I think they're just nine and 11 against the East this year. So I think if you want to play that, I mean, I do think you... It is a little scary, but I do think I like the way the Minnesota Timberwolves have been playing recently. Um, and if they get Carl Anthony Towns back and they can figure out a way to implement him with Gobert, then I think they should be able to go over the, the win total. But um, it is it's a little scary for me having all those road games. Boys, before we say goodbye, I have to get some advice here. So please, please help me with this. When it comes to totals and futures, in baseball, which I love. I love doing it house. I bet them every year. They're fun to root for throughout the course of the year. Is it too early on February the 23rd to fire one in? Or should I should I let cool heads prevail, let it marinate for a month, and then fire? What 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 is the take? Raheem, from a professional standpoint, when is okay okay to start firing on these MLB futures? I think you got to start firing right now. Um, and a big reason why is because these numbers move. Um, you know, once they put these numbers out right away, you have people betting into the market and, you know, a lot of the value was gone. So I think you want to jump on it as soon as possible um, and, and get your bets in. So which ones do you like so All far? Right, so I have one that I've eyed up. Just one house so far. There, there, there will be more coming. We'll have like an official pot on this. Like I, I'm giddy for baseball season because, listen, I expect my Yankees to disappoint me again in the postseason. They'll win the division. They'll probably get smoked by the Astros. What else is new? The Angels. They're way too overvalued. Every damn year with the Angels, because of the star power of Otani and the star power of Trout, they jack up the number. That team is not winning 82 games. On what planet are the Angels getting to a winning record this year? Uh, Otani might get traded midway through the year. Under, 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 81 and a half. That's my favorite one. And I think I'm going to bet it today. House. I, I just wrote it down. I'm going to underline it right now. The only pitcher I can name on the Angels is Otani. And, you know, the early indications that you're finally starting to see a little bit of undercurrent. These news reports like Otani may not, you know, extend, may be considering other stuff and, and, you know, you have to figure it's it's kind of a package deal with with him and and and, and Trout when they're looking at that situation. Like, what possible 
uh, additional evidence do either one of them need that their overall marketability, their their um, their particular brand, is being enormously impaired by this awful angel situation? The owner put the team up for sale and then said, "Ah, psych," pulled it back down. So it's the same shitty circumstances, the same disinclination to build a team with assets around these guys that's going to let them show up on the postseason stage or even in a competitive stage where there's a Sunday night game where it's interesting to see the Angels because they, they could compete. The only reason to watch the Angels is those two dudes, and 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 they know it. So I, I think uh, there's a reasonable case to be made. You fade the Angels because one of those two dudes at least is like, I've had it. That's it. It's time to go. Yeah, um, I mean, that team is just, I mean, it's just like, it felt like we were watching the second coming of Babe Ruth and then last year, and then they would have games where they go out there and, you know, Tani strikes out 10 batters. <laughs> he hits a whole run, he hits a double, and they still lose the eight, eight to five um, just because the bullpen was so bad and nobody else could deliver. So, um, yeah, this is a sinking ship. And, you know, honestly, it'd be good for the league if both of those guys got shipped out of there um, and went somewhere else. Um, and what the hell happened to Anthony Rodon? Um, Rendon? Yeah, Don, I, mean, I mean, the guy is yeah, like that would the face of the earth since he got paid by the Angels. That, that's, that sounds about right. I mean, he has been absolutely dreadful since he's put an angel uniform on. Former stud. He had injury issues when he was in Washington. To his credit, he overcame them. Uh, and, and he was really the catalyst for the World Series run that, that, that the Nats went on. But he hasn't been able to sustain health at all. And I do wonder about motivation. He did want to get back to the West Coast with his family. He got that enormous contract. He's on the West Coast. And I wonder about, you know how motivated he is to get himself 100% right, 100% healthy, because he just hasn't done it for sustain, on a sustained basis since he left. So you guys are in on the Angels. That seems like a family play right out of the gate. That's good to know. That's Under. good to know. I'm writing Under. it down. I, I, and, that I, I, I and, it. and that division's good. I mean, the, the Astros are the Astros. The Rangers just spent a ton of money in free agency, added DeGrom and added Evaldi. And Seattle is, is sneaky good. The, the, the Angels stink. I mean, remember I said that. The Angels think. So there you have it. A little MLB future. Way too early. We like that one. When FanDuel puts it up, which they will, uh, fire on that ASAP. All right, boys. So I have a little SGP action. Uh, we're not ready for it right now. But uh, you got a big bad Warrior Laker game. House, we'll be in the lab. We'll be ready to go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because, you know, LeBron hasn't played since February the 7th. He should be well, well rested. This is really, you know, and, and he's been affirmatively on the record. Now's the time. I got to come out. We have to win these next 23 games are the most important 23 games of, of my career. Okay, okay, LeBron. All right, King. Come on out and, and show it. And it's our first look at really this new look Lakers. Uh, Golden State, you know, the line's like five and a half. The Lakers six are favored now. at home. Up to six. six on FanDuel. Up to yeah. six. Uh, the the Warriors are missing Wiggins. He's got he's out with personal uh, issues. Peyton's obviously not playing. It's a lot to ask of the Warriors. One of the worst, if not the worst, road team in the entire NBA. Uh, I don't I don't like their circumstances. I'm not laying points right now. I'll tell you, my my leg in in this same game parlay will not be uh, the Lakers favored by anything because I don't trust them. But uh, it's a nice ten o'clock matchup. We like a 10 o'clock matchup. Um, 
Lakers, six-point favorites. Crazy. Raheem, uh, you know what catches my eye tonight in the NBA? I kind of like Sacramento laying six and a half against Portland. Your thoughts? Mm, I'm struggling with that one. Um, Just because, I mean, when I look at Sacramento, they're just not a team that defends very well. So you don't and trust them to lay points, that big a number. I can see that. Yeah, I, I mean... The Blazers aren't anything to write home about, but I think, you know, you're looking at this this Kings team the last two weeks, they're, they're allowing 122 points per one to possessions. Um, and the Blazers, I think they have found something with trading for Matisse Thibel. Um, and, you know, you're kind of laying the worst of the number. I think this number opened up around four and a half. I think it was, it was five and a half yesterday. So I'm not crazy about laying the six right now. Um, but, I mean, best of luck. Well, I appreciate that. And I have a... Guys, I have a play for you in college basketball tonight. I have a play for you in college basketball tonight. Explain to me how Ohio State, as shitty as they've been all year, is laying points against the team that needs it in Penn State. Remember I said this, House. The Buckeyes, who are 11 and 16 on the year, favored against the bubble team. Play the team that's at home. Play the team that has nothing to lose. That's my play tonight. Ohio State. Laying two and a half against Penn State. Here's your Thursday college basketball play. Good luck. I'll be Same watching prayer. from the sidelines. There you go. How, how many games has Ohio State lost? I mean, I think they've like failed to cover like 11 in a row. I mean, what's the exact? I, I don't got, know exactly, the ex- Raheem. And they're favored by two and a half against Penn State. What does that tell you? I mean, every line tells a story. That's, that's what that's I'm the saying. One of first that th- line that's tells the one me more than a story. <laughs> that line tells me it's time to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. So... Uh, Raheem, you got anything for us Thursday play tonight? Yes, I do. Yes, I sir. actually have a few plays. Um, um, I actually put this in the action app for a lot of you guys. Um, I like Cleveland Cavaliers minus two. I mean, they're going up against the Denver Nuggets team, which isn't going to have Jamal Murray, isn't going to have Aaron Gordon. Um, so I think I think this is a really good spot for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I mean, they've been playing really well outside of the game against the Philadelphia 76ers before the All-Star break. Um, they've been pretty dominant recently. So I really like this one. Um, another one I like is the Oklahoma City Thunder plus two and a half. I think that's down to almost a pick them now. Um, I think you'll find a, a plus one in the market, but they should be able to win this game outright. You're looking at a tanking jazz team. They're not going to have, obviously they traded Mike Conley and Colin Sexton isn't playing. So now you're going with Jordan Clarkson as your starting point guard. We all know he's a microwave scorer, but he's not the guy you want running the team. I just expect this Jazz team, this is a team that you want to fade coming down the stretch. So I like Oklahoma City. And then I also like the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to continue to fade this Memphis team. Um, you know, Memphis, They in the past, they've kind of caused problems for the Philadelphia 76ers because as, you know, how spoken earlier, he is. This is a team that they like to get out and transition and run. And we all know the Philadelphia 76ers. What do they do? They struggle in transition. But I think they have an elite half-court offense, and they should be able to dominate this Memphis Grizzlies team without Stephen Adams. So I laid the three with the Philadelphia 76ers. So that's my three picks. Philadelphia 76ers minus three. Cleveland Cavaliers minus two. And Oklahoma City Thunder plus two and a half. Um, I know that Thunder line is down to a pick them in minus one, but I think you take the money line, you'll be all right. So Dream set this up for me, JJ. This is what we're officially at the point of the season where I'm playing. This is a, a house strategy, a little bit. Simmons and I used to do this together. I'll see where he is uh, later today. We look at the tanking teams and we start playing money line parlays. We start combining the the, the bums. So we have three bums tonight, the Pistons, 
are, are, are up against the Magic, the Pacers, uh, and, and the, the Celts, and, and uh, the Spurs, and the Mavs. I, I, I'll make some combination of those three, all of them to lose on the money line. And then I like to match it up. I already had that Oklahoma City Utah game because I absolutely subscribe to what Dream um, is selling in terms of the direction that Utah is prepared to go. And I honestly think Oklahoma City is playing for the play in. I think that they really want to try. Uh, and, and they've shown uh, an incredible sort of turn of events in terms of the character and quality of, of that team. They can score, they go downhill. And 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 uh, offensively, so I I really like that. So I might piggyback some combination of like I really love that 76ers play as well. Uh, Memphis scores so many points in the transition off of turnovers. Philly takes care of the ball much better at home than on the road. Um, and also that that uh, the Denver play, you know, Cleveland just has a a you know a, a more complete team at, at home because of of the guys that Denver's. Missing, so then you you take some of these tank jobs uh, from the the candidates of the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Spurs, and start doing these parlays. That that's the way that I'm going to be playing really through the balance of the season. Boys, let's have a tremendous second half of the year. Even though it's not truly a second half, it's really the home stretch if you really think about the NBA and the way they set it up with 20 games to go. Uh, we will be back on schedule come Tuesday, and from here on out. East Coast Bias Boys moving forward throughout the rest of the NBA season in the NCAA tournament Tuesday and then again later in the week. So I, I hope you boys are ready for double duty. That's all I'm going to say. Hope you're ready. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're born ready. I mean, it's an exciting time of the year. So um, hopefully we can make you guys some money. I mean, we are coming off the All-Star break where we gave you guys Mac McClung. We gave you guys Jason Tatum for All-Star MVP. So we're going to keep this thing rolling. That's the idea. For Raheem Palmer, Joe House, good job by the War Gone Warrior. Check out the FanDuel SGP for Warriors, Lakers, Thursday night. Boys are back on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. Be good, everybody.